Alyssa, and you're listening to House of Content. And today we are bringing you a new segment where we catch up on what's been going on on both coasts in New York City and LA. So let's get into it. Obviously, we've been very busy this fall. It almost feels like back to school in a way. I don't know if you two are feeling that same thing as well. I feel like we always mention how I'm feeling it, but I'm so glad that you both are feeling it too. (laughs) Definitely. The summer is long gone. (laughs) Going back to kind of... I know at least for me, I've had these new routines, you know, going to the office because my few previous jobs, even though they have had spaces in New York City where to go, they've been remote first. And then also a lot of the times my teams have been in on the West Coast and different places. So it hasn't really made much sense for me to go to the office a lot because there haven't been people I would work and collaborate with. But now I have, you know, our leadership team, our CEO is here. I'm going in a couple of times a week. And so for me, it really feels like, you know, getting, getting dressed, taking the subway, taking the ferry. I, I feel like a human again. <laughs> and I love that you've been sharing your commute, like really romanticizing your commute. I'm quite jealous of your commute as well, even yeah. though I would think like there's nothing that makes me romanticize a commute or like be jealous of a commute but I'm jealous of your commute I know and somehow there's something about that New York commute like I've been really inspired by your videos and also that makes me kind of think of um, the tube girl as well I'm sure you've both seen her videos who's the tube girl I haven't seen it I haven't heard of her no way it's this girl that blew up Uh, she does these videos in London underground where she's dancing and like, like no one's watching and just you know really like playing around with camera angles and different songs and she she's gotten like almost half a million followers in the past few weeks and the brands are I mean the audience is crazy about her there's this whole new thing about the two girl effect and a lot of people like influencers celebrities and creators are also doing their own like video in a metro where they're dancing like no one's watching and it's like and from from young people to like old people like everyone's like just so inspired by her like insane confidence and just not giving a fuck about what other people are thinking around you you have to like i gotta gotta link it to you like she's been so inspiring to me as well because yeah you're yeah you're not gonna you're not gonna catch me dancing on the ferry (laughs) on my way to work So am I going to be the Uber girl? Like, do I start hosting jams in the morning in the Uber or what? What I don't know what my version of that would be. I think so. I I feel like, especially since Christine, you're the one who travels in the metro or commutes in the metro to work. Like, like I'm challenging you here now officially to take part in the tube girl phenomenon. Yeah, I'm I'm just trying to survive the New York City subway. Again, this this is not Europe, it's not London. Um no, no, but I think for, you know, this fall in many ways has been at least for me, it it feels like almost a start of a a start of a new era after freelancing for 6 months and then I'm a month into my new role running US marketing for a billion dollar boy the the influencer marketing agency and you know I've had now a little bit of time to reflect on the new role and the new kind of assignment of making that making the agency known here in the US I think I think it's been so amazing 
personally to be part of a team and a part of building something. I think, you know, my my background is in startups and it's been working at these high growth, smaller companies and and really building something out from scratch. I, I've come to realize it's really something that I've really enjoyed doing. So I'm just so glad to, you know, get back to it. But I'm wondering for you, how has, I know that for, for your agency, you guys were doing renovations and stuff and you were remote for a long time. Are you back to the office now? We went back to the office and now we're back home. So we had we had a a, a full run uh, of a full week. Uh, well, not a full week because we were doing a hybrid. So going yeah. to the office three times a week, but we still have more renovations to do. So we are back home, and yeah, it was a little bit of a surprise, but. I'm adjusting well. I do love my routines and I'm very, very efficient, almost too efficient at home. And so this week I've been thinking, hmm, is this finally the time where I invest in a walking pad and all of the things that I have not gotten because I'm like, we're going back to the office. Um, I'm really... I'm I'm so close to getting I really want a walking one. pad. I know it's like a, it's like two years late from the first wave of people investing in their home working space. But I'm convinced that I would just I love habit stacking. I mean, I don't mm. know if I've talked about this in, on the podcast, but I maybe two years ago got introduced into habit stacking, and now I don't think there's anything better than that. I'm really all about habit stacking my routine. Can you define it? So habit stacking is when you start to combine things together in a way. For example, why I'm talking about habit stacking and the walking pad is because if I got one, this is me justifying getting one, by the way, also, (laughs) I would be able to work and get my steps in at the same time, which is not possible otherwise, right? Because you have to be in front of the computer. You can take one-on-one calls as walking meetings sometimes and things like that, but you're not actually on your computer. And so Mm. you could do those two things at the same time. If you want to keep stacking more, maybe you have a goal of drinking X amount of water. So technically you, you could be drinking water and walking and working. And so this would never work for our husbands. They cannot multitask. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> it would not work for my husband, but that's just the the basic idea of it. So you're basically combining things that you're trying to get done um in a way where they're not distracting either, each other if that makes sense. Yeah. Atomic Habits is by the way a great book about habit stacking if anyone wants to hear Ooh, more about it. Good tip. Uh, you would love it, Yanni. I, I don't mm-hmm. I already thought that you had read it based on what you were just talking. I'm like maybe I read half of it and then <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm getting influenced by you as we speak. Like I've been also thinking about getting um, like a little walking treadmill for a while, but it always feels like, like, is it still a good idea? I know it's an investment and we're about to go back to the office, but now that we don't know how long more we're going to be working from home, like I feel like it would be a good investment. I feel like work from home is still going to be continuing with us probably throughout our career, like more or less. 
Yeah, and since this is a content podcast, I have to say I am heavily influenced by, I wish I could remember her name, but there is a girl that has become sort of the promoter for walking pads. I feel like a lot of people are doing yes. it now, but she was the OG. I only remember the videos because there's also a Diet Coke break that is a very big part of her mm -hmm. content. I don't do that because I still do my skinny Coca-Cola, which is essentially another TikTok trend of having sparkling water with balsamic vinegar. So See, that's good. That no, that to me is a salad dressing. So I'm. <laughs> it's <actually> amazing. <laughs> I'm proposing. So, so I'm proposing an actual. I think you're going to be on board with this. It's the 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 <laughs> the probiotic sodas. So um, there's uh, I think there's drink poppy and then there's olipop. So I do I, those as well, but I'm still. You got to get on board with it. It's okay. Good. I'll try it. I'll. I'll I, I promise to try it. But um, I. And I don't know if this is like a total serial killer psycho trait of me, but I've my favorite Olipop flavor is the I think it's called banana cream. They have a banana soda and I'm what? obsessed with it. Okay. <laughs> I don't do banana, but I have tried the root beer one mm. and it's very good. But I feel like for someone who's not from the US, root beer can be really odd. Yes. But I because I lived in Wisconsin back in the days, I really got into root beer so i'm all about it what's been up overall like what's what have you guys been doing in the past past month or so besides working a lot i recently activated a little bit in terms of trying to find time for networking so i actually attended this women's networking event marketing mixer uh at the Soho house with some friends. I invited some of my friends to join me and it was just very intentional because I've been thinking about how it's so easy to get really sucked into the workday and, and, you know, there's obviously limited time in the day, but I want to start getting more out there now that there are more events happening, especially, you know, living in LA where there's a lot of creative people and interesting people to meet. So that was something big for me because I just haven't had the time and capacity to invest as much time on something like that as I wanted. So that was a big one. Especially um, with remote work. You like, you just right. don't meet people anymore. No, you really don't. And yeah, I, I feel like events are back. Only oh, now. they are back. And they're part of actually my, even the marketing strategy that I'm putting together is, so we've started organizing these smaller, more intimate, almost like salons with brands and also inviting creators, which has been really exciting for me. So we did mm -hmm. a, we just did a dinner um, at the Drexel in Miami as part of um, Miami, Miami Brand Week. We did another one here in New York um, last, last Thursday, bringing uh, another creator on board to talk about their experiences, partnering with brands and had some really great um, luxury luxury brands in the house for that one. And so I think that it's events are definitely back. It's one of the few marketing tactics, in my opinion, that actually still works for yeah. B2B marketing. I think we're moving away from the whole HubSpot inbound 
uh, that has been reigning supreme for the past decade or so. And so I'm, I've, I actually got surprised how much I'm enjoying events again, because it used to be mm-hmm. a big part of my work and a big part of my, my everyday life. And it kind of drained me sometimes. And now I'm like, no, I want to go, I want to meet new people. I want to talk to them and, and just make those connections. And, and they're going to come in really handy, handy also for just looking back at ne- just now, like putting together different, different marketing activities and events and bringing on onboard partners, everything that I'm doing right now stems from the network that I have. So it's really something that should not be neglected. And this has been a long time coming, but I recently told you I'm coming to New York as well. And finally, it's happening. Christine and I are going to finally be able to catch up on that side of the country But Mm -hmm. that's also because of an event. So I feel like brands are also activating with their events, inviting customers and partners to those. So it kind of connects to the topic, but I'm very excited about it. Mel, do you have any any travel planned? Yeah, not. I mean, I do have for the rest of the year. Uh, I've been trying to do these kind of like mini trips. Uh, mostly, I kind of love that we we do have quite a bit of holidays here in the states, so we can kind of take like long weekends. We just recently went to Catalina Island, that is like an hour boat right away from mm. LA, and we went backpacking there, and we stayed the night in a tent, and that was like a, like the best getaway ever, and it felt like we were in Hawaii. I, like we were literally like this this reminded us like my partner and I so much of Maui and I can't believe it's so close to LA so if like Yanni I don't know if you've been there yet but if you so, haven't you should my husband has been trying to get me to go for probably five years I don't know why we never went so yeah, and it's, I so guess it's so easy to make it like convincing a, me. <laughs> yeah, and it's like so easy to make it like a spontaneous trip. Like I literally planned it in a day. Like you know, you just have to book the boat tickets. Of course, if you're gonna stay at a hotel, like you know, you might wanna book it well in advance. But since we were staying at a tent, it was a lot easier just to reserve a spot. Um, See, that's but, where you lose me. Tent. <laughs> yeah, that's where you lose me. I was gonna say there's no chance that I will be staying in a tent. <laughs> But I'm still inspired and I do love a spontaneous trip. Yeah, my 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 last spontaneous trip was uh, to the very exotic location of um, Uptown or it's actually the city, the city is called Middletown, New York, where my dad was performing. So for those of you who don't know, my dad is a circus clown and he is doing a tour here in the tri-state area right now. And so we went up there and, and took a hotel nearby from the circus because I I am not staying in the little caravan with my dad and my stepmom and my seven-year-old half-sister and my family my my um it's it it would have been a little bit too close quarters even though I grew grew up that way and so we went to see my dad we're going to do that again so we're going to go back to there in New Jersey now so I'm going to go and we're bringing a some friends to see the show as well. And so driving up there this Sunday, and it's been just so great having my dad close by because he's always toured mostly in Europe. And so my whole life, we've been in different countries and then we meet up during vacations, but it's it's also pretty limited on like when when you can take that time off and travel, especially now that I'm living in the US, you're, you know, it used to be, oh, a couple hundred euros and a three hour flight and yeah. we could see each other and, and anything here in the US, it's like you sneeze and you have to pay a thousand dollars when it comes to flying. 
I do have to mention that I also have been doing sort of traveling, I think, nearby locations. I was in Palm Springs last weekend for a friend's birthday. Very luxurious. Um, very luxurious, by the way, because, you know, I obviously it was it was a beautiful estate with horses. Basically, you were sunbathing with these horses in your view with friends that. and it was just amazing. I posted I think just a photo from there and someone said, is that the Selling Sunset house? And apparently this this estate was also a location for one of the episodes on Selling Sunset. So, so I definitely felt like we were living living the high life and it was just so much fun. And I have these moments sometimes when you get to do these types of things just over the weekend that you just have so much gratitude for being able to do those things mm -hmm. because it's such a it's not a norm for so many people but also especially having like living in Finland and being kind of limited in terms of I don't know just the weekend activities I always just find it so crazy that you can just go to Palm Springs or go to San Diego. Like there's so many places to see in such a short distance, but For this sure. is definitely next level. I will say. It's so funny. Like the contrast, like when, when you were mentioning the horses and, you know, the, the beautiful scenery, it was like, uh, you know, and this, you know, pools and all of that. It's like my trip to Catalina was like, I mean, we had beautiful scenery, but otherwise it was the complete um, opposite because instead of horses, we actually had wild bisons in the island. And I, wow. you know, since, since it was a spontaneous trip, I didn't really have time to do my, you know, proper research on it. So we actually had no idea that uh, in 1920s, there was a film production there and they brought in... 15 bisons and they just left them there so now it's grown into a population of 150 bisons so what happened <laughs> no was when we started hiking we had we had gone for a couple of hours and i saw this gigantic animal on our path like a couple hundred meters away and i was like is that a bison like i've never seen a bison in my life i have no idea what they look like but i could imagine you know, bison looking something like that, yeah. and we didn't we didn't have internet or anything um, because it was such a remote place. So we just like you know we're like okay, like it's on our path. Let's keep walking. Let's just like you know be really careful and kind of like see you know how the bison's reacting to uh, to us. Like because for us it just kind of seems like a you know like a slow big cow. Like I absolutely know nothing about <laughs> bisons. I want to hear something really really embarrassing. Yeah. So th uh, this is this is so bad. But I, <laughs> I actually before I thought that uh, I was mixing up bisons with mammoths, and so I thought that <gasps> bisons just like mammoths were like this sort of ice age animal that's already extinct. And so when I <laughs> when I moved to the U.S., I was like so blown away that they had bisons. I was like, how so did funny. they bring them back? This is like dinosaur shit. And then I realized I had just mixed up the two. <laughs> 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 That's hilarious. But but yeah, so this, we we kept approaching the bison. We're like, it's on our path. We kind of have to go past it. And then as we were just like, you know, 10 meters away, the bison was like staring at us, kind of like, what are you doing here? Like, this is my territory. And it, as we were passing by, it 
took a few steps towards us. And as that was happening, like our heartbeat was up the roof. I was just like con- trying to control every cell in my body so I wouldn't scream or like start running. I was like, okay, it's okay. Let's just walk. And I, I actually filmed all of that. So, <laughs> so like, uh, I, must the see the footage. Yeah, I, I haven't used it yet because I'm like, I'm not ready for it, but it was, we, but then like the bison didn't do anything. We're like, okay. And like, we kept walking a few more hours and then we actually found these signs warning like, Hey, there are bisons. Keep your distance at least 125 feet away. They're dangerous. They can jump. Oh um, my God, Mel. They can jump six feet uh, high and they can run up oh to 35 gosh. miles an hour. We were like, okay, like I should definitely have researched that a little bit more. So for anyone doing wild camping, backpacking, hiking in, in the States, there are definitely a lot of wild animals like bisons and bears and stuff like that, that we do not have in Finland. So um, I feel super blessed that nothing happened, but it definitely made me feel a bit more cautious. <laughs> so have you noticed how like Mel is in National Geographic or like, you know, a nature channel and then Yanni is in Selling Sunset and I'm here in like doing like reruns of Sex and the City. <laughs> it's very, very different. And Mel, I have a question for you now that you're, how long have you been in the States for six months or so? How, how have you settled into the life here and into your role? Yeah, I actually had my six month anniversary at the beginning of this month on Congrats. the 8th of September. Thank you. Woo. And uh, I have really liked it. Like, I feel like these six months have passed by so quickly. And like, it feels like I just kind of came here like a couple of weeks ago, but at the same time, a lot of things have happened during this month. And I must say, like, I think the things that we're doing here in the States are obviously in a completely different level than in Finland. Like the, you know, the budgets are, you know, completely different, a lot bigger. The clients are, you know, obviously like, you know, a lot bigger than than any of the brands in Finland. Obviously we cannot even compare and the teams are a lot bigger. So the work is definitely different in many ways, but I would say that I'm just so amazed by the professionals that I get to work with. Like, Like everyone around me is just so like super talented. Like, you know, I feel like I'm working with some of the best people in the field and it's like very inspiring to see all this great work around me. And like, everyone's very ambitious. And I feel like I don't really see, I, like, I feel like if I compare it to Finland, it's like the level of ambition and people wanting to come with like big ideas that move audiences is it's it's in a different scale and i i feel very inspired by that and it's it's definitely motivated also me like and pushed me forward like you know to to think so much bigger than was ever even possible uh when i was working in finland yeah i think that's that's one of the reasons why i originally started looking for jobs abroad i felt that i just needed a bigger arena to play yeah. in and just more opportunities and also opportunities of like i think finland is such a small mark small market that you could you easily get pigeonholed and your career the more senior you get the less opportunities you have maybe to branch out and try different things like for example i started on i started in advertising as a as a copywriter then i came here and i started working in marketing in tech then jumped back to agencies now i'm in creator marketing i feel like i've been able to just have a breadth of experience across all these complementary but different roles in different industries and i think that's mm-hmm. something that really 
also motivates me to stay here. Not that I would ever, I don't think I can move back to Finland after living in New York uh, for, for seven years now. But I think that's something that really keeps me here as well. Yeah, that's so interesting you said that, Melissa, because yeah, I really feel that as well. And I have the same memory, Christine, that I I was coming to a point where I could feel that I need a bigger arena to play mm-hmm. in. And it's interesting that it could feel like scary to come here. And at the same time, the things we were doing in Finland, I think, were to a international standard. They were. And I've mm-hmm. definitely been able to utilize all my knowledge and I'm still using a lot of the the knowledge that I gathered and the way that we did things as a way to guide how things could be done better here as well. So I mm-hmm. think there's, it's not necessarily like, oh, you're doing things that are not as good, but it's just the arena is bigger. The budgets mm-hmm. are bigger, the brands exactly. are bigger, which comes with, you know, some challenges uh, as well. Like I think things that pop up always in the combos is legal, mm-hmm. is even oh more God. You know, it's a huge part of our world here. And the amount of people that you mentioned, Melissa, is definitely something to navigate and that you learn to navigate after being here for a while. There's more politics, no doubt. Yeah, there's a lot more politics, a lot more people and a lot more legal reviews. So... Yeah, Those I are think, the things. And I and I and I'm very I'm I'm curious to hear if you felt the same way. I have a little bit of that gene of like I <laughs> go into things like how hard can it be? Like how hard can it be to <laughs> work in New York or how hard can it be to start a podcast or I kind of like yeah. go in yeah, I go into situations like yeah, like every and I think and I believe this, everybody else is winging it as well. It's so just a matter you- of confidence. So you were the original Delulu girl. <laughs> I just didn't have TikTok to say that. <laughs> exactly. But I feel like I was too. I've been so before Delulu as the word, I've been using the word naive. Like it's good to be mm. naive. Because you don't have time to worry about things when you're not even aware of how it should be done. You're just kind of like, I'm gonna do it like this, you know? Um, so it's actually good to, to be kind of fearless because you Mm -hmm. just don't know, or you choose to not care. I don't know. So could we say that we are a little bit more Delulu in Finland and that's why, you know, because we don't, we don't go into like so much detail when it comes to like legal stuff. And I feel like there's a little bit more room to wing it than in the States. That is a lot more, you know, just political when it comes to like all these processes uh so could that be one of the reasons why it would sometimes be a bit easier to to do these like big ideas no i think it's more of the pra- the, the practicality in the finnish dna it's like, kind of like <laughs> yeah. oh what's a, well, what's the worst thing that could happen somebody sues us and again like finland <laughs> is not like it's it's not a yeah. suing culture it's right not- i love telling the story i've been sued before And I just went in my email and found uh, the right thing, gave it to the lawyer, and the suit was gone. So I you think were sued in Finland. Yes, yes. Well, can not me s- personally, but I don't think I can like talk to okay. details of it because I have no idea. But 
but it's uh, a thing that I say when someone's like, but what if we get sued? And I said, then we tell them how it is. <laughs> so. no, yeah, I think the Finnish overall like work culture, but also how corporates approach things is because the market is so small. And then overall, even if you do end up suing someone, it's not like you can win two million dollars in a settlement that doesn't happen you'll get maybe get no. a slap on the wrist and like you have to pay 200 euros and and the case that i'm talking about there wasn't really a case it was okay. like uh yeah it was so it dramatic. was an interesting it, yeah it was an interesting one but yeah i i wasn't personally sued but i was solving the case which made me feel important um oh, wow but yeah it i guess it it definitely happens but your to your point there's more of a culture of like let me try and get some money out of this here which is where everyone you know no, you have i think to protect. influences yeah you have to protect a lot of things taking this back to back to you know our lives and moving forward i'm i'd love to hear if you have any intentions that you're setting for the fall what are you focusing on what are you trying to accomplish And uh yeah. Ooh, that's a big question. I'm I I don't know if I mentioned this either, but at the beginning of the year I hosted a vision night for my friends. Mm-hmm. And so we actually worked and we had some drinks and we put our goals and intentions down. And so I was just thinking that I that I may need like a mid-year check-in for myself. Mm-hmm. My friend wanted to do quarterly check-ins. I said that that's that's maybe good, but maybe pushing it. But anyways, I was just thinking about that and I think a big one for me was balance and finding time for some of the things that I talked about, whether it's around the topic of community, like really being intentional about getting out there to meet new people. Because especially for us moving from another country, you are in a way creating your community from scratch because you're not just relying on family. Obviously, I have family through... um, my husband and his family and his friends and I've become really close with some of his friends uh wives and and his friends and all all of these things but I think it also taps into that professional side of people who work in the industry so I've been activating the community piece which was part of my goals and then mm-hmm health and exercise is a big one and just finding that balance between work and putting you know yourself first and having boundaries and all of these things I actually got a a leadership coach as well so that has been interesting um I've had sessions with leadership coaches like one-off type of Uh, way, but now I've had uh, a consistent leadership coach, which has also been a really great opportunity offered by uh, the company. So I've been spending a lot of time thinking about my professional career and growth and how I want to present myself, which has actually made it easier because there's been a lot of interviews and things like that. And You've it's been, been doing really a lot good of to spend time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's been really good to just stop and think about that versus let things kind of fall in their places. Like I have never really focused on 
myself, if that makes sense. I've always just poured my heart and soul into the work, which I will always keep doing. But it's beneficial to also think about your personal brand and you know, the things you want to achieve in the future. Um, and it's it can be hard for us if you identify more as a hybrid, where some of the roles that I've had didn't technically even exist before I had them. So mm-hmm. I hate the question of like, oh, what's the next step for you? I'm kind of like, I don't know, because there's so many things that I could do. It's not just mm-hmm. one role. It's like, oh, my only path is to be, you know, a group creative director or executive creative director and then a cco right like Mm -hmm. there's a bigger world of opportunities if you think about like way into the future but it's still really good to think about some of those things like what do you want from your professional career and what are the things you value and what are those opportunities out there and how do you map against them for me an area that I'm super interested in is the world of um, VC and, and mm-hmm. private equity. And yeah. I think that if I wasn't in in working in the agency world or working in marketing, I would probably want to venture out and work for one of the funds and help. I would love to be the person vetting potential new companies and startups to invest in. And so that's an area that I think that I I'm going to be putting my energy towards just from the perspective of learning the ropes of how that industry yeah. works. And I think that's one of the things that I'll be, I'll be studying um, this fall. And now, now don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm super happy with my new job. And I think I'll be working in this, this industry in this realm for still for a while. But I think in maybe in five, six, seven years, that's probably an area that I would love to also just try out. You know, I've kind of, I've kind of, you know, scratched the surface working at, for example, my previous agency was private equity found, uh, funded. And then they also, they were doing mergers and acquisitions themselves. So I got, yeah. um, got exposure to that. But I think it's, it's just a super interesting world. And there are not a lot of women who work in that world. No. And I think we need more. Mm. So last year, only 2% of venture capital went to female founders. 2%. I know. And so there's wow. so much work to be done there. And I'm, I'm just very passionate about that personally. So that's one of my intentions for the fall is just understanding a new industry. I love that. And that's such a great example of like exactly what I was getting into it. There's not only one path where all of the knowledge you've already garnered would be useful because there's a lot of overlap with yeah. that, right? Like all of the brand knowledge and how to build brands is going to be extremely useful in that world as well. Mm-hmm. Mel, what's your intention for the fall? Uh, well, like we spoke, like I've been here now for six months, but I f- still feel like there's a lot of like settling in to do in a way. It is a whole new environment, completely new people. So I feel like I want to make it feel even more like home. Like I enjoy my life here, but it still doesn't necessarily feel like home. So I feel like just really investing more time in friendships. Uh, I've been making some new friends recently, but I feel like it's always so hard 
to find the time to actually like yeah. build those friendships. So I want to make sure that I have enough, you know, time to do that, like in the in the evenings or in the weekends. And and also want to really like I've been starting some DIY projects also, and I just really want to make home feel like home, like start decorating and and all that stuff. I feel like I've I've been just you know I got all the basics of okay I have a bed I have a couch okay like and I've been just really focusing on on work and just like maybe like exploration. And now I just want to kind of like go inwards a bit and like just make my home feel like home be be with my friends make new friends also invest in hobbies like I I've told before that I started salsa dancing and I've been doing that even more and I feel like I saw yeah and I, I've been really enjoying that we went to this Cuban restaurant uh two days ago and I remember like we just randomly went there like, a couple of months ago or maybe it was three months ago and uh and we just stumbled upon that place. I was like, wow, this is such a fun place. I wish I could dance salsa. Like people were having so much fun. Like there were people of all ages. And I'm like, one day I want to be able to dance on that dance floor. And it's amazing how just like three months later, like we were there dancing all night on a, on a Monday evening with my partner. And, and I'm like, wow, like, you know, you really, when you set those intentions, like they're going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like I can't believe mm-hmm. I've learned how to dance salsa in just a couple of months. So, so I want to keep doing that. And, um, yeah, just keep focusing on my health. We, we've talked a lot about like habits and sleep and all those things. And, and we're our- going to have an episode on that as well soon. Oh yeah. We're going to be talking well. about habits and routines. I'm excited for that. So yeah, I'm going to keep in, uh, keep focusing on those as well. Just yeah, find a good uh, work-life balance and start to feel like LA is my home. Well, that sounds like a, a, a big intention enough for, for the next couple <laughs> of months. Yeah, this brings us to the end of this catch up. And we would love to hear from you what you thought about this new format. I know we're a little bit chaotic, but I think we're chaotic good. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> yeah. And for so, sure. <laughs> and so uh, some of the topics still coming um, in this season, in season two of House of Content. So like we said, we're going to be talking about our habits and routines and health and how we're optimizing that and kind of almost debating a little bit like how much should be optimized as well. We'll be talking about money and money talk and finances. That's something that I personally really love talking about. And we'll be having some guests on the show too. So thank you for listening to House of Content. And if you like what you heard, you know what to do. Go give us those five stars and maybe leave even a little review.